Thank you for joining us this Wednesday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug. And the title of our message is Searching for Faithfulness, Part 2. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, Chapter 5, and we'll begin reading today on, with verse 16 through 31. It says, Their quivers are like open grave. All of them are mighty warriors. They will devour your harvest and food, devour your sons and your daughters. They will devour your flocks and your herds, devour your vines and your fig trees. With the sword they will destroy the fortified cities in which you trust. Yet in those days, declares the Lord, I will not destroy you completely. And when the people ask, why has the Lord done all this to us? You can tell them, as you have forsaken me and served foreign gods in your own land, so now you will serve foreigners in a land that is not yours. Announce this to the house of Jacob and proclaim it to Judah. Hear this, you foolish and senseless people. We have eyes, but we do not see. We have ears, but we do not hear. Should we not fear him, declares the Lord? Should you not tremble in my presence? I made the sand a boundary for the sea, an everlasting boundary it cannot cross. The waves may roll, but they cannot prevail. They may roar, but they cannot cross it. But these people have been stubborn and rebellious, and they have rebellious hearts, and they have turned aside and gone astray. They do not say to themselves, Let us fear the Lord our God, whom gives us autumn and spring rains, who assures us of the regular weeks of the harvest. Your wrongdoings have kept these away. Your sins have depri deprived you of your good. Among my people are the wicked men, who lie and wait like men with a snare for a bird, and like those who set a trap to catch men, like a cage full of birds, their houses are full of deceit. They have become rich and powerful, and have grown fat and sleek. Their evil deeds have no limits. They do not plead the case of the fatherless to win it. They do not defend the rights of the poor. Should I not punish them for this, declares the Lord? Should I not avenge myself, such as a nation as this? A horrible and shocking thing has happened in the land. The prophets prophesy lies. The priests rule by their own authority, and my people love it this way. But this is what... But what will this do in the end? Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for this message today. We thank you for all that it says and all that it reminds us of. Lord, it reminds us of the world we live in today. As in Jeremiah's day, he was calling the nation of Israel and Judah to repent, to turn back to God. And that same message is being told today, to repent for the kingdom of God is is near. Repent, because God has a judgment. 
He is a just God. So today, as we go through the podcast, we ask, Lord, that you give me words and wisdom as we bring forth today's message. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So let's back up a little bit. Let's back up to verse 15 in Jeremiah chapter 5. Verse 15 says, O house of Israel, declares the Lord. He says, uh, let's see here. I am bringing a distant nation against you. So he's telling them they're going to be taken captive. They're going to be attacked. It's an ancient nation. It's an enduring nation. A people whose language they do not know. Whose speech they do not understand. So they're going to be at a loss. They won't understand what they're saying. Says so their quivers are like an open grave, and all of them are mighty warriors. It means that they they are very good shots. When they shoot their arrow, they hit their target. Very good and mighty soldiers and warriors. It talks about they will devour your harvest and food. Devour your sons and your daughters. They will devour your flocks and your herds. Devour your vines and your fig trees. With the sword they will destroy the fortified cities in which you trust. You know, I often wondered when I see pictures of archaeological digs or sites in Israel, in many, many parts around the world, and you see the destruction, and you say, well, you know, how did they do that? But the scripture tells us here, they were very fierce warriors. And they said the sword, their power, their might will destroy the fortified cities. Because they trusted in the city, the fortification to protect the people. They didn't trust in God directly. They were saying, we can do it our way. We, we, we are under our own control. But it says, yet, even in those days, the Lord declared, and here he's declaring, I will not completely destroy. And we talked about in, about the vineyards, they will be ravaged, but they will not be destroyed completely. Their branches will be stripped off. It means they'll be proning away, they'll be stripping off of those that don't believe or belong to the Lord. It says, the house of Israel and the house of Judah have been utterly unfaithful. And it says, declares the Lord. It's a declaration. God is saying and defining what he's, what he's seeing, what's happening. But it says, yet in those days I will just not destroy you completely. And when the people ask, why has the Lord our God done all this to us? Isn't that amazing? They're just going to say, why? What's happening? And he said, God tells them, he said, you will tell them as for, as you have forsaken me and served foreign gods in your own land. So now you will serve foreign gods in a land that is not your own. They were going to be captive. They were captive. 
He's telling them, he's foretelling them what's happening. The prophet Jeremiah was speaking loud and clear the Lord's word. It says, announce to the house of Judah and proclaim it, or the house of Jacob and proclaim it in Judah. And he says, hear this, you foolish and senseless people. How much different is the world today when the message is being preached? Or people don't even want to hear the word of God anymore. He says, hear this, you foolish and senseless people. You have eyes, but you do not see. You have to see things in a bigger picture than what you see right in front of you all. You have to have ears to hear. But he says, you who have ears, but do not hear. They can hear the word, but they're not, they're not listening. It goes in one ear and out the other, as they used to say as a, as a kid. You know, we used to joke saying you could look in one ear and look through the other side. But that's not true. But when you think about it, you know, they have ears, but they don't hear. They only hear what they want to hear. They only believe or see what they want to see. Verse 22 says, Should you not fear me, declares the Lord? Should you not tremble in my presence? And then he goes on to talk about why. These is a question mark too. Should you not fear? And should you not tremble in my presence, declares the Lord? I made the sand a boundary for the sea, an everlasting barrier. It cannot cross. The waves roll, but they cannot prevail. <clears throat> They roar, but they cannot cross over it. We think about it today. We see flooding. We see, um, if you want to call it global warming, you know, I won't get into that, but there's a whole lot of theories. But you think about it. You know, the tide goes out, the tide comes back in. There's a barrier. You know, you go back to Genesis when... When there was, when he separated land and water, the firmament and all of that, everything was put in place for a reason. They were boundaries. The waves would roll, but they will not prevail. They will roar. You ever seen the sea? You know, people do surfing in California, in America, or other parts of the world. You see it roar when there's a hurricane or cyclone. You can see the fierceness of, of, this, of the waves and the water. But then it will all calm down. But it says in 23, But these people have stubborn and rebellious hearts. They have turned aside and gone away. Or we can put it in paraphrase, They have turned away and gone their own way. The nation of Israel did that. The, the people of Judah did that. The house of Jacob did that, as the scripture is telling us in Jeremiah 5. We see today, if we, we really see the bigger picture, we see people are stubborn. People are rebellious. They have rebellious hearts. It's bent away from God. Yet they have turned aside. 
we can say in another way, they've turned their back on God and they've gone away, they've gone their own way. It's like walking away, putting God on a shelf. It says, they do not say to themselves, let us fear the Lord our God. In all honesty, we should fear the awesomeness of God, the creator of the heavens and the earth. We should fear him, as it says about trembling, you know, the awesomeness of who he is. Doesn't mean to be afraid. It's the awesomeness, the all about who God is. It goes on and says, Who gives autumn and spring rains in the season? Who assures us of regular weeks of harvest? We think about it today. The autumn rains, the spring rains. It's, it's, we need them. When we don't have them, then the crops go astray. The crops don't grow. Or you have a weak crop. I'm not a farmer, so I'm not too much up on that. But I know you need the autumn rains and the spring rains. And who assures us regular weeks of harvest, that God will see it sprout, God will water it, God will send the sunshine, and God will see it grow. It says, your wrongdoings have kept these away, meaning they weren't getting the autumn and spring rains. They were not getting regular weeks of, of harvest. Your sins have deprived you of good. How true that is. Our sins deprive us of what is good. Goodness lasts for a lifetime. Goodness are the things of God. It says, Among my people are wicked men who lie in wait like a man who snares birds. We think of those that are hunting. A snare is like a wire of some type. I, I looked it up once and, you know, uh, it's, they just lie, the Bible tells us here, they lie in wait. Wicked men. My people are wicked men. He's calling them to repentance. He's giving them a title, calling them wicked men. That they lie and wait, they set traps to catch men. Like cages full of birds, their houses are full of deceit. You know, there's a song, uh, I can't remember the group that sang it, but it was talking about their mind being a prison. And you know, our sins can sometimes seem like put us in a prison. We feel like there's no hope. We believe the devil's lie that we cannot be redeemed, we're too bad, we've done too much. But God is a God that forgives. God is a God that redeems and restores. This is what the, the writer Jeremiah was telling us about in chapter 5, telling them to repent, to honor God. It goes on and says, their deeds have no, well, let me back up a minute. It says, their houses are full of deceit, and they have become rich and powerful, and have grown fat and sleek. Their deeds have no limits. You know, when we 
turn on the TV or we read the news or look at the internet, this evil deeds have no limits. You say, man, what else can they do? How bad can things get? It says they do not plead the case of the fatherless to win it. They do not defend the rights of the poor. The fatherless are the children without fathers. You know, in the church, I remember growing up, there were those that stepped in. There were those that were there when I needed someone. You know, I grew up in a foster home and it was tough at times, but I thank God for those that stood in the gap, that came alongside and, and helped me along the way. They showed me, they showed compassion. He says, should I not punish them for this, declares the Lord? Should I not avenge myself on such a nation as this? And you know, God is, he's giving questions there, but he's saying God is a just God. God has the final say. People say, oh, well, that's not fair. I should, they should have a say. But the Bible is clear. It says a horrible and shocking thing has happened in the land. And you know those things happening each and every day that are shocking, things that are horrible, unspeakable sometimes. It says the prophets prophesy lies. The priests rule their, with their own authority. There are people saying things today that are not true. People saying things and writing things into the Word of God that's not there. You know, I believe the Bible is the inspired Word of God by the Holy Spirit in and through the disciples in the New Testament and in and through those in the Old Testament. That it was written down. It's our instruction book. It's our guide. It's our hope. It's our promise. But there were prophets prophesying lies. There were priests ruled by their own authority. And my people love it this way. I have itchy ears, as they say. They want to hear a message, but they don't want to be condemned. They don't want to be put on the hot seat, as they say. Like the scriptures said, Hear this, you foolish and senseless people, who have eyes but do not see, who have ears but do not hear. Should you not fear me, declares the Lord? Should you not tremble in my presence? How ironic that verse, verse 21 that I just spoke about. But people love it the way it is. But what will you do in the end? All this foolishness, all this senselessness, all the follies of things today that don't mean anything, that will not last here today, gone tomorrow. What will happen in the end? People will be utterly lost. But I thank God that there's hope. Jesus came, lived among us, 
He preached. He taught. He healed. He got to know who we were, who we are. He could relate. He did many things that we do today. He was a carpenter. But he faced a lot of lot of persecution. But he showed us that we can be overcomers through Christ. He showed us that we have the hope of eternity when he resurrected on the third day and he ascended into heaven. He gave us the promise. So I go to prepare a place for you. But he said, I, I go so that the comforter will come, the Holy Spirit. So he never left us alone. He never forsook us. But the nation of Israel here in the house of Jacob and, and Judah all of this is reminding us the prophet Jeremiah was searching. He was giving a message from God that God was searching for the faithfulness. He was searching for those who were going to walk the straight and narrow. He was giving them a hope and a promise. But he was also reminding them that there was a consequence. There was a judgment for the faithless. There was a consequences for their actions and their disobedience. There was a consequence for denying the supremacy of God. They would be in captivity. But praise God that they didn't stay in captivity. They were going to be free. God said he was going to keep a remnants. He would not destroy them completely. The same with the crops. He knew they needed food. If he wiped everything out, they would be lost. As we look at the world today, where does this fit in with us? And I believe God is searching for the faithfulness, for those who would keep the call of God, for those who will serve the call of God, will accept God's promises. I like the book of Jeremiah. He's known as the weeping prophet because he could see what was happening. He had sorrow, he had anguish. We know many, many of the prophets were killed because people did not want to hear. They figure if we did away with the prophet, then it's done. Because they thought they had the authority But God has the final say today. God is a just God. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you that you search for us. You search for the faithfulness of your people. Lord, you called the nation of Israel to repentance. And I believe you call the church today to repentance. Lord, when we look around, there's so many denominations this one and that one. And you know, I, I know it must grieve you at times when we see what is being taught and preached from the pulpits or what is being said that's not in the Bible. What is being said that is warm and fuzzy that 
does not talk about judgment, does not talk about, like the scripture says today, foolish people and senseless people believing this and that. Lord, I believe that you give us your word to test it. You give us your word as a guide. You give us as your word as promises. Just like the nation of Israel, you did not destroy them completely. But we live in a world today where people are saying, just like the nation of Israel, why has the Lord our God done all this to us? But the stark reminder is people are serving foreign gods. They're serving themselves. They're serving money. They're serving their job. They're serving their own interests. It's what the Word is telling us today. You know, our life should be a living example of who we are. We should not have to advertise as we talked about the other day. Lord, we're reminded that You came as a babe, humbly, your humility. Help us to humble ourselves before Almighty God today. Lord, the Bible tells us that we need to learn the word as a child to understand it. And then we can have the milk of the word or the meat of the word we begin to grow and we begin to get deeper in faith in our walk with God. Lord, we pray for those who don't know you as their personal Savior, that today can be that day. Just like Judah, you were calling them to repentance, and I believe you're calling people to repentance. Lord, people are looking and trusting in themselves and not in you. Help us to trust you. Help us to look upon you. Help us to call upon you. Help us to be found faithful in you today. Lord, because one day the eastern sky is going to crack open and it's all going to be said and done, as you've heard me mention many times before. And Lord, there's no going back. I believe the prophet Jeremiah's message in chapter 5 is relevant to us today. And God is calling us. God is calling you. Are you listening? Do you have eyes to see? Do you have ears to hear? Or are we a foolish and senseless people? going around listening to every wind of doctrine or every wind of, of what's not in the Bible. Do we fear God today? Or are we a stubborn and rebellious generation?
Well, I just want to thank you, Lord, for this message. I thank you for those that will make a profession of faith for the first time, that you will walk with them, you will show them, help them to find a Bible-believing church, one that preaches from the Word, teaches from the Word, that's not afraid to talk about hell and the devil and heaven, the promise of eternity with you. So Lord, we thank you for the prophet Jeremiah that's speaking to us today out of, in 2023, we're hearing the prophet Jeremiah's message to Israel, but we're hearing it preached to us today. We thank you for that. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining us this Wednesday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug. And we look forward to joining you on Thursday with a new message of hope and encouragement. God bless and have a great day.